Hey, good day. Another episode of Cruising with Phil. My name is Phil the Cruise. Today I have a really special guest, Robert Zikowski. Got the name right. And he's here for Toronto for Life, right? Uh, no, uh, the oh, uh, sorry. Uh, so I'm a vol- sorry. I'm a volunteer for uh, Young for All. Young for Young for All. What is it, Toronto for Life? Sorry, <laughs> Young for All. So Robert, uh, just tell me, what, tell people about yourself, who you are, what, what started this whole thing. Yes, so I'm uh, Robert Kowski. Uh, I'm a long-time road safety advocate. Uh, been doing it for about uh, ten years now. Um, so I uh, first uh, helped out uh, Cycle Toronto, including being a former board member. I helped co-found the uh, Toronto Community Bikeways Coalition in uh, 2020. And um, since uh, I had moved to uh, South Roseville uh, this past June, I started getting more involved with the uh, Young Campaign, uh, now known as uh, Young for All. And the main goal of uh, Young for All is to build a broad base of support to uh, make the uh, Midtown Young complete street pilot from Florida to Davisville permanent when it comes up to IEC in uh, January 2023. Okay, so blow it through Lord Davisville. Wow, okay. Yes. Amazing. So can you tell people what it was like, what, what it was like back then and now that you got new bike paths, the difference between back that was there, like the for the people wise for biking and all. Yes, yeah, so about uh, six years ago uh, when the uh, floor uh, pilot uh, was approved from Shaw to Avenue, I thought, okay, uh, I'll try to uh, bike along uh, the whole stretch of Yaga Trail from Queens Key to Steeles. And um, yeah, there have been some parts that have been uh, pretty uh, scary experience with like all the uh, fast moving cars. Um, yeah. So I think the worst part of it is going under the 401 because uh, you have like six oh. lanes of uh, traffic in spots <laughs> at the highway on and off ramps. Um, but even within the pilot area, um, it um, wasn't uh, pleasant uh, before the bike lanes went in. And then once they uh, were installed uh, in summer 2021, um, like even before I moved to South Rosedale, um, my partner and I would sometimes uh, bike up uh, Yug Street to uh, the uh, Rosedale Ravine with our uh, mentor Poodle Mozzie. And just having the uh, barriers has uh, made the whole experience uh, a lot safer for us. That's great. So the uh, so when did it start? It started it started in twenty twenty one, right? The project. Yeah, I believe it was installed in uh, June. June. And what did what did it start from? From uh, down going down Young from where? From going from Bloor or was there? Bloor yeah, going up? I think I think the installation started at the north end around Davisville and then worked its way down Bloor. Okay. So what's what's the completion you want to make? How far do you want to go? Yes, yeah, so one short-term ask that uh, a lot of us road safety advocates want is to have the bike lanes extended north to uh, Eglinton Avenue. Yeah, for those who are not aware, there's another um, consultation process called Eglinton Today that seeks to do a quick build um, of bike lanes on Eglinton from, uh, I think, um, Keel to uh, Mount Pleasant for phase one and then Mount Pleasant to Brentcliffe for phase two so that when the crosshead LRT is done, you'll basically have a continuous bikeway from the Mississauga border all the way to Kennedy Station. Amazing, yeah. I, you know, just like I said, but then the LRT, that'll make more sense. You know, bike lanes from there. Once it's open, finally, you can just have bike stations there. I'm not gonna put any uh, bike uh, lockers or whatever. And you can just take your bike from the, from the subway and come right down, you know? Avoid all the traffic. It makes more sense, right? Just common common sense sometimes makes things are different getting done, right? <laughs> That's the funny thing. 
know. Yeah, Bill did the Bill Cub. That's right. And yeah, I, I believe. Yeah. yeah, I believe Bike Share is supposed to add the new uh, stations uh, along Eggleton Avenue as part of a recently announced uh, expansion plan. They'll see uh, ten thousand bikes, a uh, thousand stations, and I think two thousand of those bikes are supposed to be uh, electric assist. Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah. and hopefully by twenty twenty five, Bike Share will be at all twenty five wards. You get frustrated going like, God, I, mean, I was in the military. I've been all over the world. I've told my story. I biked in Italy, Rome. Like over there, it's a culture, right? So I always, I get people over there writing to me like, what's the big deal in Toronto? Why, why are you people fighting? Why, you know, the whole bike wars? Like the whole bike wars is so silly, honestly. They, they, they create these, now being honest, the stupid scenarios between bikers and, and traffic and cars. It's unnecessary. It shouldn't be like that, you know? People are stuck in the ways of the... Uh, you know, the gas and all that. I know people like that, some council. But like, ask a question, should we have been ahead of bikes years ago? Like say 20 years ago? <laughs> yeah, well, I think a lot of the other North American states have uh, struggled uh, building up uh, bike lanes as well. And yeah. there's only one municipality that was really ahead of the curve, that being Montreal. Yeah, I lived there for like, two years. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, because I think... Uh, the rest of North America, they were influenced by uh, John Forrester and the vehicular uh, cycling uh, approach. Um, yeah. And I think Forrester, he was very opposed to uh, having uh, protected bike lanes uh, as they do at Montreal and uh, parts of Europe. But I guess over the past uh, 10 or 12 years, uh, North American cities are finally uh, putting in protected bike lanes. Yeah, Toronto is probably uh, a lot slower than we would have all liked, but... I feel that uh, as more residents uh, are, are biking uh, and demanding uh, more bike lanes, uh, we're hoping that this uh, creates a virtuous cycle. And I think two years ago, we'd installed uh, more protected bike lanes than in any previous year. That's great. You know, I think the uh, like the culture. Do you think we should get more cultured, more get the you get the educated out there, like about biking? Uh, but I've asked, I've asked when I do my canvassing about bike safety. Do you know bike bike signs? You know, like a lot of people, they know just kind of not naive, but they're not aware of the whole the whole protocol of bike safety situations, uh, signs, uh, signals. I think we get more educated out there, like for everybody. Like it just shows that you know it's safety wise, it's a lot healthier, and it's a lot less expensive, especially with the gas and all, right? But it's getting it's slowly getting. I think you know, like you're like for years, like you just told all your some of your history. I know I was reading some more about you. You, you actually you kind of missed out some of us. You're being modest. You did quite a bit for the bike biking uh, biking people. I know. I know you've, uh, you've been an advocate for like a long time. From what I remember, I've seen your name even before I got elected. I've seen your name mentioned up many times. So uh, you're being modest. <laughs> I guess the people know that you're uh, you're one of those bike enthusiasts, and you're and you're smart, and you and you educate people. That's something you, you educate people. You know this keen sense of uh, humility, which I love about you. You know, but I think uh, uh, I've got a question. How come there's no bike committee in the city hall? <laughs> it's just a coalition, no? No? Uh, I mean, you got all, uh, all these bike, you got all these bike uh, or groups, right? I've seen like about, I think Toronto's got most bike groups out of all of North America, or sorry, Canada. But there's uh, there's no committee in city hall. I mean, we got advocates. Uh, okay, so you're asking about a cycling advisory committee. I know uh, Toronto used to have one, yeah. but I believe under Rob Ford in 2010-2011, he scrapped it, a bunch yeah. of other uh, committees. I mean, it's part of, a, it's, it's part of the, you're, you're part of the development, you're part of making things happen, more bikes. It should be something in the city hall. I mean, 
what better way to get experience like talking about you know putting accessible things around you know talk about as people actually use accessibility like you you're a biker you know, surveys are great but talk to the biker talk to the bikers themselves they know what else they well, like you said all the safety features are all the hazardous areas of biking you know like a like a whole you know the bike groups are a coalition of bikers and coalition of bikers in city hall like that should be needed get your input there. i know you're talking about the uh they have it like there's only um I think I only know three three councillors that are bikers. So for, uh, uh, Bradford, Kelby, and uh, Ainsley. I know they're avid bikers. I've seen them around. But there might be more. I'm not aware of it. But uh, it's they're in there, you know, <laughs> getting their word out. Yeah, I know uh, Diane Saxon, uh, my ward, uh, she uh, bikes to work. Bike? Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, great. Mm -hmm. Great. Yes. So, so uh, they ever thought of uh, forming your own committee in city hall like just getting it out there yourself i know you're i'm sorry what do you do for a living i know you're busy all the time too. <laughs> yeah i'm an accountant for my day job oh, okay yeah <laughs> so this is all like you're on your own time just sack. so what got you into the biking being involved with these uh groups and all like yourself personally or is this a more story behind it yeah so i'd always been interested in the uh, politics and uh cycling uh in their own respective categories uh but i was since i was growing up in moncton new brunswick but i never thought about putting new those... brunswick? east coast yeah that's uh... <laughs> yeah but unfortunately i had to put the two and two together until uh shortly i after i moved to toronto proper and i heard about this organization called uh, cycle toronto i thought hey uh, that's something i should be uh involved with and then you got involved like that just like that right wow yeah, and then like get to know the uh, cycling community uh, over the years, and uh, it really uh, gets you hooked. Yeah, it does. And you see, you got you got all experience. You go, you've gone over the city. You know where all. That's what I mean. People like you got to get in the in the city hall, giving your input, personal experiences. Like they, like gave examples. Somebody, somebody put one of those uh, called, uh, one of the bike shares, in uh, down by Wellesley. One of the uh, um, voters would he called me up. They put a, this bike stand there for for the rental bikes. And they put it in such a way that it's not accessible for people with wheelchairs and uh, and walkers. So they have to go and redo it because they didn't consult with, you know, the public what's accessible, what's not. That's a major area on Wellesley and uh, I think Young area. The guy told me about it, but just something like that. You know, just like they get the input of people that live there and just, you know, just putting it there, you know, get it have repercussions, right? Like the, uh, like the, like the, the stands in the, uh, you know, the libraries, they have those electric stands those um, like little meters over. So they put those in years ago. I remember this Maryville the, the, over here and they put them in, but they didn't consult people that actually had different kinds of wheelchairs. And, and like one lady, she has actually got like a bed and she comes every, she's a regular customer, but they didn't take consideration the length of the uh, the wheelchair bed, I call it. So they had to go back and spend millions redoing the whole thing. But now they got it done, but they should have consulted with, I asked the uh, people in charge, they didn't consult. They just amplified, just did surveys, but they didn't consult people that actually use the wheelchairs. And the scooters like different sizes and they're, they're all one size you know like bikers too um how about, i thought in my platform i thought of some different ideas what do you think of uh has toronto ever had like a international bike festival like for a whole week or whatever a weekend hmm. i know we have bike fairs at down like at skydome i've seen that i've been to those like bike events or whatever but like a whole bike thing like i know europe's have that they have them all over the place yeah international biking festival um not really. Um, I, I know that they had the uh, Toronto bicycle shows, but that's more like an industry uh, initiative, yeah. initiative uh, like showing like all the bikes that for sale that, but does really focus on uh, advocacy or building a cycling culture. 
that. Yeah. The culture, that's a good culture, like you said. Building that culture, we need that. I think we need to get more people, more educated people, like this project right here. So uh, so people are going to ask you, what's your, so what's, your, what's your passion for doing this project? Why you, like, of all people, why are you doing this? You've told me your story, but there must be more, must be more, it's something more deep inside that tells you to do this. Like, you want to get, are you doing it for the bikers, for everybody, or is it just the, you just, you're like a nice guy. You like helping people. That's your thing. That's what I see about you. You like uh, spread that heart in you and spread it out to other people and getting it done, right? Are there any uh, setbacks right now holding the project back? Like, what are the, uh, what's stopping from being completed? That's the thing. What? Oh, yeah, so um, I, I know that the city has released some uh, new data while I was away, uh, and it's still showing uh, considerable increases in pedestrian and cycling volumes. Uh, I think pedestrian volumes went up 142% and uh, right. yeah, cycling right. volumes went up or 160%. That's great. But wow. I know there's some opposition from a couple of residents associations, uh, the most notable of which is the uh, Summerhill uh, Residents Association. Okay, I read about that, but the uh, business owner is, is preventing their business or whatever. Uh, yeah, there has been a sub-business uh, opposition as well, but from what IR says, more of uh, certain resident groups. Uh, the business opposition was more focused with the uh, Young Tomorrow initiative from uh, College to Queen, okay. especially Cadillac Bearview. Yep. And the area, this, what's, what's the, the, the summer? Why, what's the reason for not wanting the uh, extension? Uh, yeah, when I was uh, reading a website, which I think is affiliated with them, um, it, they used the tagline, be rational to you, which is complete hogwash. Right. <laughs> yeah, like they claim that like adding bike lanes like uh, increases uh, emissions from idling or you have this issue of uh, ledge locked streets, but hello, did yeah. the issue of Ladgelock streets that exist uh, before the uh, bike lanes uh, were put <laughs> exactly. in? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Plus, everything's going electric. Let's just like, I mean, if the cars are built to be electric by 2030, that's what they say, it'll be all electric. So, what's the big thing about the emissions? <laughs> that's yeah, and then, there's, and then there's another issue. Uh, like some will try to focus on the increasing commuter toss, which um, going northbound, I think it was only 70, 78 seconds. And what they're not realizing is that the bulk of these delays is triggered by the construction of the Eggleton Crossout LRT had nothing to do with the bike yeah, lane. I know they try to I'd seen it before another project they try to associate traffic woes with well active TO you know that got canceled there last year right oh, don't get me started oh don't get me started <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you see my video I did about Mark Schweier is that his name guy the big blue jays guy uh, Mark Shapiro, um, no, Shapiro, I didn't whatever. see that, but yeah, you can send me the link. I get a nasty <laughs> video about him. I said, buddy, you don't, you don't, I said, <laughs> well, I, you can, I, I, I said, you can, you can compromise. You want traffic, right? People, and they want bikes. There's lots of room to do it, right? On both sides, to a certain extent, whatever. But uh, that's just a pure example of, you know, see, it's the thing of culture. They're not used to it. Like over in Europe, they're not used to this. You know, a lot of families like, you know, uh, you know, can't afford going on vacations. This is their weekend, especially mothers and single fathers. This is their weekend spent with their kids on active teal. Like we saw, it was a success, right? They can't base stats on just a one-time event, like the one time, it's this person they put it in there. It has to go mm -hmm. through a period, right? So as an mm -hmm. active teal, they should have brought that, not just active teal, but others that they can bring back. And that's not to all be downtown, right? Like on the around here, Edmonton, Victoria Park area, I wish there was a bike lane, honestly. Like there's one at Eglinton, they're building the yellow tape on St. Lawrence. I'll 
Lawrence, it's like a chaos. I mean, bike. I wouldn't even bike there, honestly, during rush hour. Uh, it goes into two lanes eventually after the DVP, but I don't be over the area. But oh my god, I would I would go actually on Eglinton. It's safer on the LRT area than Lawrence. Mm. But this that's just one example, one road that they. Like I was talking to Sarah about it on on our interview about the uh, like the culture and more safety, like Dufferin and Bathurst, like that, those hard, harsh areas. Like even uh, even Key, Lawrence, and Jane, I've been around there biking there. You know, you gotta like you really have to like cameras around you when you're biking. You know, seriously. But I say you gotta uh, educate people about it. It's not a case of just being ignorant; it's just they're not aware of the uh, the uh, the culture. Like in Montreal, like like I don't agree with this, but like our our bike maps, we have the thing missing on our bike maps is uh, is uh, bike shops, like uh, uh, restaurants or bike uh, you know retail. Like we miss that. When I do biking, people ask me when I'm biking down a lake should be oh, where's the nearest bike shop? But I go, I, I gotta look at my apps. <laughs> you know. Um, I got double checked the latest uh, drug cycling yeah, map for you on that one. Yeah, I think they don't have any bike. They don't have. They have uh, they, all the instructions. But I don't think they have bike like a list of bike shops in the area, like in Parliament area. I, I think uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure they don't have that. I might be yeah, wrong about that. Yeah. Yeah, I thought they may have had it in the past was, but I could be mistaken. Okay. But I believe that uh, in some parts that say like Scarborough, there's not that many uh, bike shops at all. And it's why uh, certain groups like uh, Scarborough West Cycles have uh, started up to uh, help build cycling culture east of Victoria Park with their community bike hubs. Right. I mean, that's what I mean. You, you just said about the Scarborough. Like, that's another coalition of all these bike groups. I've seen so many and I've seen the other websites. So, you know what? Is there what's missing? Get them all together and put them in City Hall and then get the, the you know, get more implementation there, you know? Uh, I got nothing against the incumbents and all, but a lot of them are all gas customers. They love gas. They like drive popular. They prefer gas. They're, that's their culture of the past, right? Like saying, if you look, do you ever look ahead, like say 20 years, say uh, you and your partner, 20 years, 20 years later, then you have friends have kids. They'll be looking back 20 years. Oh yeah, Robert started this whole thing on the, on the bike on Young Street, you know? You know, they'll be saying, yeah. And they'll say, wow, they used to fight for bike paths. Wow, I didn't know that. <laughs> you know, it's something like looking ahead. Like what you're doing right now and all you guys, everybody's working with, the, the media displays this, this animosity, which I really don't agree with. It's not necessary to have this fighting between cars and bikes. But what they should show is the, uh, the after effects, of putting bike lanes in for walking also as well. They, like 20 years later, this will make, I've seen Montreal. I did Montreal back in the 80s. And I've seen the difference between now and then. I've seen the culture change. It's just amazing, you know? Mm -hmm. And they're so safety conscious. It's not like over here. And they look at us and like, and they kind of laughing at us. Like, we, they think we did this, we were like this 30 years ago. We had problems with cars, but now it's gone. We need to get in that. I think the uh, more positive media coverage, you know? I mean, we get a few hecklers and, you know, you've seen them like, just people are just adamant drivers and they just they just can't send bikers. I've been I've been a, I'm a biker. I've been in many incidents. They just they just yelling it. They just have animosity that they had a bad experience, so they hate every biker. That's not that's not, that's not true. You get some bad bikers, you know, and you know they don't obey the signs. It happens, but the majority of bikers, people using the cross lines and all, they're all law abiding. They just want to have a good time. They just you know, biking should be a good time, not a hassle, right? <laughs> Yeah, people just uh, want to get around uh, safe. And yeah, it was unfortunate that uh, relatively recently, a uh, 20-year-old uh, Karthik uh, Saini got uh, killed by uh, Young and St. Clair. Yeah. Like, it just underscores the need for uh, safer streets uh, across the board. And I think what people need to realize is that uh, 
Yeah, I'll quote uh, former Ajax Bearer Steve Parrish uh, on this. While like he was a cyclist, said uh, help build out um, Ajax's great multi-use trail network and bike lane network. There, he said that this is not a war on the car. It's about to providing options so uh, people who uh, want to walk, a uh, bike, or take transit, they feel uh, safe to uh, choose those options, and that way helps free space for uh, those who. Uh, legitimately need their cars. Yeah, that's a gag. That's, I love that. That's from, He quoted that? That's good. See, that's a bike enthusiast. You need more of that in City Hall. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I remember, I think I met you on Twitter back in the election. I was teasing you back and forth on Twitter about you should, you should run for council. Let me, was that you, right? Oh, well, you're talking about uh, War Two at Tokyo Southern, which is yeah. way too far. Yeah, I know. But, really, but, but it's just funny how things happen. But, you know, uh, Jennifer A., she came mm-hmm. on, right? And uh, she's actually promoting her Etobicoke Voice, her uh, article she's done. And that's how I, I met read her. that. Yeah. yeah I, I, you know, she's going to do an interview next in the New Year. She, she's uh, agreed to do an interview. And we're going to oh, promote Oh, that's her. awesome. Yeah, but you see, this is because of you. See how you see me? <laughs> it's funny. I love chain effect. I love uh, like what happens after the effects, how you affect people. See, you affected me communicate. She communicated because she came in between. She says, uh, she got mad. She says, leave me alone, you. <laughs> you know, she's taking care of her ward. And she's a volunteer. She's a mother. And uh, that's how we started talking back and forth. And then uh, the other day, she said she's doing this paper. And I got into it. I said, yep, let's do an interview. So she said, new real, do an interview. I said, it's funny how we met through Robert. You. <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> fine. But, but I want to make it clear, like, these uh, initiatives of pushing for bikeways, that it's really a team effort. And is, there's yeah. been a lot of advocates that have been doing it, like, for years or even decades uh, before I have. You want to mention any names? You want to say any names? If there's one original um, bike advocate in Toronto, um, unfortunately, he died last year. It was Alan Wayne Scott. Yes. He had pushed for this uh, food as a fuel uh, on the tax returns. Um, He he was uh, pushing uh, bike fester rights through a hoofed cycle uh, and had been uh, constantly calling for justice for uh, Darcy Ellen Shepard, who was killed in... 2009 by uh, then Attorney General uh, Michael Bryant. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. That's that politician guy, right? Yeah, I remember him. Yeah. He's cocky guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then let's see, um, like Albert Cole, uh, he uh, founded Bells of Lore at the uh, Trial Community Bikeways Coalition. Um, he's uh, still uh, doing that, uh, especially. With Bloor now, uh, we're focused on getting the Bloor bike lanes extended from uh, running me to the Mississauga border, as oh, well nice. as uh, showing solidarity for Mississauga residents who are pushing for bike lanes on their part of Bloor. In fact, oh. they had a consultation uh, within the past week or two. Is there, a, uh, like, I know the names you mentioned, I know the names of people that know the names that you mentioned. Is there anyone on the bike on the bike website that has their names and what they're doing right now and what they've done in the past? Like, just their, like, a kudos for them, you know? Like some of the names you mentioned, the people never heard them. I go, I know, but I've lived all my life. But I said, like, they can go on your, say, uh, one of the bike websites, say, so and so did this, now doing this. And then the process, if you want to volunteer, you want to help out. Do they have any on any of the websites whatsoever? Yeah, like, let's say specific people. Um, yeah, not that I recall. Um, but um, yeah, I know for the Young for All, uh, Robert Richardson is the uh, main uh, communications uh, person for that group. Um, and uh, there's another uh, bike blogger on Jun Nogami. Uh, he writes up uh, biking in a big city. Within hours of a cycling event, you could guarantee him to have a blog post uh, put up if he was there. Oh, it's so cool. 
I had an idea like uh, all the names after we're done. If you're interested, can you send me all their names and I'm going to look it up and I'm going to look up their webs. I'm going to tweet it and I'm going to put it out there on the Facebook and just let people know. I don't know if you what do you think. They just like the names mentioned. Let people know they, so they read the names of the, all the names mentioned. They can just say, hey, they did this, they did that. You know? Let's check it out. Let's get involved. Like, you know, let's grow the team, right? Like a team effort. You know? So your partner, is he a biker too? Uh, yes, uh, she bikes. Um, mm -hmm. That's good. And uh, and what's your next trip to be after Morocco? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we're not uh, thinking about that uh, right now. Uh, that's good. That's good. How long have you been an accountant now? Uh, about uh, fifteen years now, including with my previous employer. Oh wow, you look so young. Jeez, it's <laughs> great. So uh, my question is. Uh, after the say we get our project done, the young is all done. What's what's the next? What's the next thing you want to do? What do you want to see next done? Yeah, so I know we'll still have to keep pushing on young, especially to get uh, the sub extended to Eggleton, and yeah. eventually we want to see a continuous bikeway from the waterfront to Steels uh, along Young. Oh, that'd be so and nice. Then, <laughs> yeah. Uh, another thing I really want to see is uh, open streets uh, to be expanded. Uh, yes. That yes. thing infuriates yes. me about how um, Open Streets Geo was never allowed to be held more than two Sundays per year. I know. <laughs> Ottawa, they had their Sunday bike days, uh, I think, every Sunday from May to October for decades, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. And they Bogota, they had theirs every Sunday. Yeah. So did Guadalajara in Mexico. Yeah, and uh, France has it, Rome has Italy has it. Italy's permanent, actually. But I'm just saying, uh, yeah, I like to see that, you know. Mm -hmm more weekend walk well we've had a few ex thing is they, it's like they're nervous they want to experiment let's just do this for a couple of times see how it goes you know but you can't just base it on two occasions right you can't just say okay we did it three times okay let's see what happens right but it should be permanent there's lots of streets downtown that could be i don't agree permanently just streets like get rid of the traffic uh, oh car free yeah absolutely oh, yeah. yeah especially around keswick market and it frustrated me how uh what they did consultations for Kensington Safe Streets. Uh, they approached a very small section to be car-free. Yeah, exactly. And people that call, call car-free streets for like uh, 20, 30 years, if not more. Yeah, that's it, exactly. But I, I think that whole area should be car-free, that whole, uh, down, down by, uh, my union there, that whole area there. Oh, oh, Front Street uh, you're yeah, talking just, about? Yeah, yeah, I was thinking, I was thinking Fleet Street or the Army or something. Oh, yeah, okay. Front Street, I'm thinking the other street. Yeah, Front Street, just make it uh, permanent. I think they should, because hmm. I, 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 I'm down there. Like, I see cars going north and south, but I don't see, I mean, not a lot going east or west. There's just so much traffic. There's so much opportunity there for, like, patios. I mean, they have a few, right? Just make it hmm. permanent. I mean, and just, you know, we got the, we, we got a lot of roads. People complain, oh, you're going to close off the roads and you're going to make all this traffic woes. But you know what? Like you said, Robert, it's not the, it's not the traffic, it's the construction, right? Right. They should make a rule. Like if you're, like look at Young Street. I don't know if it's, uh, when I was doing my, uh, going down on May, between Young and College, the whole section was closed off. And I asked people, they've been like that for five months. It's just sitting there. They're not doing nothing. That's, that shouldn't be possible, you know? But just, uh, I don't have to ask you. What do you think about legalizing scooters, electric scooters on the road, like in Europe and all? Oh, electric kick scooters? Um, yes. Yeah, so um, 
When my uh, employer uh, moved to uh, Vaughn and uh, we started to go back a uh, hybrid earlier this year, I ended up buying one of those electric kick scooters. Oh, you did? And, uh, yeah, I did. And I must say it was a real time saver. Like instead of taking 20 or 30 minutes to walk from Bob Betters there to the office, I could just scoot there in five minutes. That's cool. Even though I support uh, making personally owned e-scooters legal at Toronto, I'm not so keen about the scooter share services like uh, Lime and Bird. Um, I know there's been a heck of a lot of uh, lobbying at the City Hall uh, from those uh, companies. And I find that if they're not uh, strongly regulated, like I find scooter shares users, they'll simply leave scooters uh, all over the uh, sidewalks causing tripping hazards, uh, especially for those with uh, disabilities. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it would be great like if they could geofence those too so they're not scooting on the sidewalks but yeah scooter share is a really a controversial matter and i think that's what's prompted a lot of people to be opposed about bringing it or legalizing these scooters in toronto yeah because yeah, i'm like when i was in uh like when i was in, living in milan i used to take a, I used to take a taxi scooter to work <laughs> yeah I'd sit taxi in the back. scooter yeah, they have like they're all over like they have all the, yeah, it's a scooter, but it's a taxi. You just sit in the back of the guy driving it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah no, it's all over. Yeah, it's all over. yeah, yeah. It's great. It's like I got to work in like ten minutes instead of driving, you know. But uh, like, I don't think we have do we do we have taxi scooters here? I don't think we have that in Toronto, do we? Not yet. Uh, no, we do not. Yeah, we've had those buggies. Have you seen those experimental buggies they have? They're like mm. they're like we our wheel pedal, or whatever. They look like that out of Japan or whatever. Oh, yeah, and I think they're cycling without age that, uh, like, where people uh, bike um, those uh, who are uh, elderly and may not be able to move as much. Yeah, mm -hmm. but I think it's pretty, yeah, I, I think I had an idea about when the campaign, make, uh, just until they build the Ontario line, make Young Street between, uh, say, Bloor down to uh, Union, make it during rush hour, make it only for bikes and buses, no taxis, uh, no deliveries, just between certain hours because of the congestion with the trap, with the subways all, you know, break it down in the wintertime, especially Young Line, and put the scooters, make it illegal, put the scooters and the bikes in the middle lane rather than the sides. I don't know, what do you think? <laughs> uh, I'd probably put the bikes and the scooters on the curb lanes. If you were to do buses, may have those in the middle. Yeah, because I'm thinking uh, like, yes. you got, yeah, I'm thinking if you, got the, if you got the scooters on the side, I'm just thinking, and then get people, you know, and have two kinds of buses. You have uh, buses stop at every stop, and then you have a uh, uh, shuttle buses between Young, uh, Bloor and Young, just to get people went down to the down to the main core. But it's just not yeah. idea. Yeah, because yeah. scooters, scooters on the side. I'm just thinking like people wise getting on the bus. You got scooters on the side there trying to get on or whatever or interfering. Well, gonna need more study on that. Yeah, yeah, just, just, yeah. Just, yeah, just the. But also, we need we need more. We need ideas like you're, you. You got ideas you talked about. I've seen you tweeting or whatever. We got about uh, five minutes left, but we got more, you know, more ideas. And uh, are you right now? Are you in charge of the organization, or are you just are you part of the uh, the group? Yeah. So young for all, I I'm not in charge. I'm just uh, one of uh, several volunteers. Okay. Yeah. So when uh, mm -hmm. they send me your they send me your name, they say contact Robert. I go Robert. What's Robert got to do with this? <laughs> so first I heard you mentioned they were you mentioned. That's good. But uh, you ever thought of forming your own kind of group, your own kind of a coalition group yourself? Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll uh, see uh, where things go. Uh, not committing anything at this. No, no, I'll put you, I'll put you inspired. Uh, <laughs> but just see, it's a, you're such an enthusiast. Just so you can see your passion, the biking and all, you know. So uh, anything else? I got four minutes. Anything, anything you want to add? Like, uh, oh, 
can you give the websites and then I can post it? And, and is there numbers too to get a hold of uh, the groups? Yes, yeah, so um, there's a petition Young for All has, uh, which has about 4,700 signatures oh, yeah. right now. The website is uh, bit.ly forward slash young, the number four, all. I'll put that on my tweet and post it there on uh, and Facebook as well. Get more signatures going. I'll put it also on uh, all the stuff there, yeah. So, so anything else you want to add? Uh, you cover it, yeah. Then talk to, oh, what, what do you like doing besides biking? What's your personal stuff? What do you like doing besides traveling macro and uh, biking? <laughs> what do you do? I mean, I know you're a captain. Uh, what do you like doing for hobbies yourself? Yeah, I said it's um, mainly uh, bikes and uh, staying into with the political stuff that's going on. I'm sorry, I'm having trouble hearing you. Oh, so what do you think of the whole political game? Like what the results right now with the election all? Are you satisfied with that? Well, um, for the council races, like I was pleased to see uh, we have a couple of more progressive voices, but such as Amber Morley and Jamal Byers. But uh, um, nice. I met them, they're so nice. Yeah, and unfortunately, uh, I was so furious about this uh, Bill 39, the straw mayor uh, legislation. Like, Mayor Tory didn't bring it up uh, during the campaign, and then boom, it was uh, confirmed that he uh, asked Doug Ford for these powers. Yeah, it's kind of like they stuck it in there. I mean, it's it been planned for months. I know that for a fact. That yeah. that would that just happen overnight, you know. But yeah. I find it I find it insulting, like uh, like especially the reelected incumbents and the new ones, like Amber. They fought so hard for the campaign. They got in the office. They got in there, and now they're telling your voters like we voted for him. They say, sorry, your vote, your our vote for you don't count because uh, you don't get you don't get to, it's not a majority rule anymore, right? Yeah, yeah. And here's the irony of it all. As of now, at least 18 of the 25 councillors have uh, voiced their opposition to Bill 39, which is more than the two-thirds uh, threshold yeah. needed to overrule the mayor. That's right, yeah. yeah. So what's, <laughs> I, saw the, I saw the list yesterday. You know, we got a few councillors that are still supporting, right, the incumbents and all, but the majority had to keep adding on there. Like, yeah, you're going, so I'm looking, let's go, what's going on here? Why is, I mean, okay, I'm not, I'm not insulting the mayor, but I said, because human being, I'm saying, you know, I'm respecting the people that I work for, that are in my incumbents, my new elected officials here. I say, you know, respect is the biggest thing. Respect your opinion. I need, I respect your vote because that's why you matter. That's why you got voted in. Basically, you're saying, your vote don't count. I don't care about your opinion. If I want it my way, I'm getting it my way. Forget your opinion. Just be blunt about it. You know, it's just, I think it's insulting. It's insulting mm -hmm. to whoever you voted for. I voted for uh, my guys and, and the wards and all. I know Amber Morty, Jamal. They made it the first thing. They all stood up the first time for the local, and then they got shut down by Nunziato. I said, you know, I said, you want to have that? There you go. That's the division right there. It starts right now, the division right there. These people, and it sounds my heart, because I know I've seen their passion for wanting to win. Got a few minutes, but they want to get in there. They got in there, and they're going to be disheartened. It's going to happen. It's just happening now. They're disheartened because they want so much done for the city, for love of the city. Not about paychecks and making it look good and pops and all. It's that they love this. These, these candidates got in. They want to get done for the city. And they're not going to get everything they want done. It's gonna, and it frustrates me to see that because I, I met them and I can feel the pain. I don't know if you see it, but I just how I feel. I got uh, one minute left just to wrap before we get corny. That's another topic. <laughs> that's, how I, that's how I feel about the whole thing, but the most local, local 39. Yeah. I don't know how you feel about that. I think it's. Yeah. You know, well, Doug Ford has had a constant hatred uh, for Toronto, especially when uh, Rob Ford kept on being uh, overruled at uh, 
cancel over his antics. Oh, I'm, and I'm going to cut, I'm gonna get it cut off in about one minute. Just want to say thank you very much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. I'm going to tweet you stuff. Give me all the information. I'll tweet it and put it on there. If I cut off, I'll send you a tweet and I'll post this and I'll send you the email for the video and put on my thing. And I really appreciate it. Thanks for coming. First time meeting in person. You're a nice guy. I like it. I really, you're a good guy. You know, thanks for great. having me, Philip. No, it's great. You know, actually, it's on our mind. You know, talking to guys like you, I love it. So I'll talk to you after. We'll do another one if you want and talk more. You know, I like your passion about biking and all. You know, thanks. So be in touch. Okay, take care. <laughs> okay. Bye. <laughs>